The I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves. Oh, so listen, y'all. Welcome to the Iron Man Podcast. Listen, we have Coach. We got Coach Ev here, uh, Evan Brown. Listen, this brother is uh, is a native of Lithonia, Georgia. So he's from the South. Oh, my godparents live there. Yeah, he's from he's from the late. Uh, he's from uh, Lithonia, Georgia. He was in Chicago. I learned about him while he was here, actually, and I never met him, but. Let me tell you This is a little bit of shade Like I used to follow him Or I, I friend requested him And he never accepted The friend request um, And I don't know If it was because Of the social movement Or group he was a part of At the time But I was just like Okay Cool I said alright Well I guess I'm just not Part of the cool kids So I just wow. I just let it I just let it go But he is He is like a serial entrepreneur Google entrepreneur uh, he is right he coaches business people dreamers um, authors uh, consultants he is the consultants consultant he is the dreamers like coach he is the coaches coach and so he helps oh dreams uh, I'm trying to lay this out man let me finish I'm trying to lay it thick on here so we can you know so we can set him up right <laughs> you're not supposed oh, to Right, I'm supposed to. I'm, I'm supposed to take it up. Listen, he is. He is. He is. He is a graduate of Alabama Agricultural Mechanical University. Uh, uh, he is what? so many other things, and I'm just excited to have him here. He's a business owner um, of multiple businesses, and he's a man of faith. And he out here. He's young, and I think he's young, but that's relative. Um, I think he's young, but I'm excited to finally get a chance to meet him, talk with him, and chop it up. Will behave, man of God. Behave, man of God. Oh, thank I you. you that was a great introduction for me. <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah. Why just keep why, why? You went out. We can't hear you. We can't hear nothing you said. We, we didn't hear nothing went. you just said. Chinese movie. You know, probably God, then. That was probably there God. There we go. We can hear you now. <laughs> that was probably God. <laughs> say it said, again. Why say did it I again. say that last? Say it, say it again. I said, uh, you read that whole bio and skipped over the last line that says American Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity. Oh, you know what? Because I'm glancing at it. And and he is a member of the, the Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Armed with adequate experience, Evan has functioned as an executive pastor, higher education program coordinator, a life coach, uh-huh. strategist, and a marketing uh-huh. director, and uses the experience of these as the founder. 
foundation of his business and building the businesses of others. I present to some and I introduce to other. No other than the man of God, the man of the hour, God's messenger, his prophet, his homeboy, his his helper. Uh, everyone stand up for Coach Ev. Come on, somebody. Lift up your hands and receive the man of God as he comes. How did I I've do? I've been introduced one time like that in church, and it scared the crap out of me. Listen, but that was my mom's really gonna enjoy that. Ah, right, listen, what's up, man? So, listen, we know who you are, and we know you're famous. You, we know you're out here in these streets doing things. Who, like, you know who he is? I just googled him a few minutes ago. You know what? Don't be a nigga today. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's always one. It's all. It's it's always one. It's always I'm one. I'm not gonna lie to the people. You ain't gonna send me to hell for lying, <laughs> man. So, Ev, man, I, I'm I'm curious to know, man. You do so much, like, and and to be a coach's coach and to be a author's coach, like, it really is. It takes a level of sacrifice, and what I mean by that is because you could be taking your same skills and really pushing yourself, pushing your products, pushing your stuff, and you're investing it in other people. Like, how did you how did you get to this space? You know, my business coach actually tells me all the time that she hates that part about me, is that I put so much of everything that I know how to do into everyone else, and I don't quite put it into myself like I should, but we can deal with that another day. Um, I got there, man. Honestly, I really got saved for real at like 27, and it completely changed how I moved my life. Um, I was one of those that was, I was all about self. I was all about um, vanity. I was really, everything had to be about me. And then when I got Jesus for real, it really changed everything that I directed into me. I just became like, oh, I'm here to make the world a better place and genuinely came into agreement with that statement. So that really is how, why, you know, it may be kind of cliche. I'm not sure if that's even cliche, but that's really my life story. I got saved for real and it made me just kind of make it not always about me and now, really make it about other people. What is saved for real? What does that mean? <laughs> Well, now I'm a church kid. I grew up in church. I played the drums. I've done it all. Um, and I was one that was very, very, very uh, connected to the routine, the religiosity. I knew what to say. I knew yeah. when to grab my ear. I knew when to, I knew when to do all of that. Grab but it really ear. had to my heart. Like I was um, benefit a benefactor of my mother and grandmother's relationship with God. Um, but at some point in time, I don't want to tell you what happened, but no, something happened. Why can't we know what happened? I was in the back of a police car in New Orleans at Mardi Gras, and I woke up and I said, I have got to get it right because this is not supposed to go this way. This is not how my life is supposed to end, and I don't even know how I'm going to get out of this, but I got to get out. But I said, Lord, if you get me out of this this one time, we won't be in this particular situation again. There's my story. I want to know what happened. Really that, happened. What happened that got you in the back Every of the believer car. has prayed that prayer. God, if you get yeah. me out of this one. Listen. If you get me out. Listen. Um, because I'll be like, you know, um, I'm not sure if, is this a safe space? No, it's safe it's space. You're good. Yeah, you're good. Safe space. I mean, I think everyone should experience the culture that New Orleans during the Mardi Gras season has to offer New Orleans or Mobile, Alabama. Honestly, um, it is a cultural expression that unlike anything that you've ever seen before and not like the whole Bourbon Street, none of that, like just really just being engulfed into a 
a celebration of a season that you would not have in your average hometown. And I just had too much fun. And I had way too much fun and way too many hurricanes. And then things just went left. And next thing you know, I was in the back of the paddy wagon. Listen. Praise God. Really turned around. Yep. Those who are you, of you who are listening, be, Rob so, just turned around. Listen, to be yo, to be I think we've all had that that season. I think for me, my season, like I was a I was a hoe at one point in time, but before uh I I was I was saved. I was saved. But you know, my spot wasn't I always hated New Orleans, but I loved Miami. And I had like back in the day before I had kids. Yeah, yeah, man. Before I had kids, I was walking around looking like a linebacker. Uh, before the devil snatched my waistline and my muscles, you know, I you know what I was out there on the beach walking around in in a speedo and just living my Please best life. Stop painting the picture. You know what? Please That's what I do. You know what, man of God? Don't. <laughs> You know, you, I'm glad God delivered me. I'm so glad he delivered me because I almost told you, but because I'm a whole pastor now, I can't talk to you like, I, like, like my, fl- my, like my flush wants to, but anyway, it's not about me. It's about, it's about F tonight. So, so you're, you're transitioning and I'm looking at your website right now, man, I, you are out here killing it, teaching people how to basically take their gifts, their passions and monetize it. Um, How do you like, what is the biggest obstacle that you've run across when dealing with people who are like, come to you? Like, I got this dream. I got this book. I got this thing I want to do. And they come to you and you have to tell them like, yo, this, this ain't it. I think you did that to me today. <laughs> I was in, <laughs> I was just helping you to see it from another perspective. So let me be, I'm 100% honest with you. The worst client, the worst interaction I've ever had that I always, that I have is typically with those that have the same belief, as, belief system as me, the Christians. Um, because we like to say God told me to do a thing that legitimately doesn't make any sense. And it's like, God, do you want me to just tell these people that didn't hear from you? Because I don't want to ruin their relationship. I don't want to offset, like, you know, what they, they even heard from God. And I'm like, well, I don't know who you heard from. But that doesn't actually, that actually doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, so that's the most challenging thing that I, that I experience often is having to tell an individual that, A, your dream, concept, desire just kind of doesn't make a lot of sense. Or on the other side of that, that it's just not a good idea. Um, because... Often, you know, in my space and what I do, there's a difference between like taking a skill and monetizing and then turning your passion into an option from an avenue for monetization. It's a huge difference. Um, One of the things that I've had to become okay with is letting people know just because it's a passion doesn't mean it's supposed to be profitable for you. Some of this stuff is supposed to be a genuine outlet for you and, and what you do and how you are and where you're going. And it's not always supposed to have a dollar sign attached to it. So, for an example, um, one of the things that brings me joy, I went to college on a tennis scholarship. Most people probably would never notice that or know that. But playing tennis and got me through school and everything like that. And right now it's a way for to burn calories. It's a safe space, it's a place for an outlet for Evan, the man. 
Evan, the man should not go and teach people how to play tennis, even though I could. That's not a place for that. And helping people to identify that just because it's a passion does not mean that it's supposed to be turned into an opportunity for monetization. Now, skills are a different story. Um, I do believe that skills are, are in this space or you have the liberty in the space called skill sets or utilizing your skill sets where you can go in and out of monetization opportunities. But that's kind of helping people understand that just because it's a passion, just because you love it does not mean it's an area or a space for monetization or it really may not even be this million dollar idea that culture is trying to tell you everybody's got a million dollar idea on the inside of it. No, I'm a firm believer of this. Some of us are called to impact. Some of us are called to income. Some of us are called to do both simultaneously. But you're not going to become a millionaire with a nonprofit. It's the nonprofit. It's not for personal profit, <laughs> you know, but little things like that. But those two are my biggest thing, helping uh, having to tell someone they didn't hear correctly. And then or often the other side of that is really helping them to identify that just because you're passionate about it does not mean it's supposed to turn into an opportunity for monetization. It's supposed to be a passion and a, and a healthy outlet for you. So how because you just crushed all the people's dreams, um, how listen, <laughs> how. How do you know when someone has something like that's worth like that's worth pursuing? Like what 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 does that sound like? What does that look like? Um yeah, because there's people out here who genuinely are like the Lord said this or I my mama told me this or I had a dream and then they come see coach F and you like, yeah, that sucks. Like what the way Will is just looking at <laughs> I'm so interested in this conversation. I have so many questions. So please answer. Go ahead. Go ahead, coach. You know, um, what is that like? It's I know like so because it what I'm doing is purpose, a mixture of like my gifting from God and a skill that I've chosen to perfect and to crack, you know, to enhance. I like people start to talk about stuff. I can instantly pull myself out of it because it's not my idea. So I'm able to look at it from like objectively. Would I buy into this? Would, would I spend my money on this? Do I see like a value point on this? And also, and honestly, in certain situations, I literally can see the dollar sign and sometimes I can't see anything. But that's where my whole strategy from impact to income came from because I realized that some things are income driven, but then some things are literally just because you're supposed to make an impact in that endeavor. And you may be blessed to be able to do both simultaneously depending on the endeavor, but that's not Sheesh. a guarantee. So my personal metric system is really... The Lord showing me, okay, do we see a dollar sign? Do we see an eye? We see an eye or we see an eye? I know this eye means income. This eye means impact. Um, so I hope that answers the question. Um, it's not, I can't tell you that it's like this. I didn't learn it in a book. I, di I didn't learn it in a webinar. I didn't learn it in a workshop. God just gave it to me. And through time, I perfected it. Kind of, of course, I've been able to kind of put some benchmarks on how, how to properly identify. Um, but it's not like this one plus one formula it really is like mm, yeah mm, nah and often because like in that moment yeah. and I, I know i said it like sometimes i'm able to tell people that maybe they didn't he hear god in totality of what he was trying to say you ain't heard him he ain't say that you a liar <laughs> 
or maybe you know go back to him for a, a little more instruction. In the midst of that, I'm typically able to reroute them in a way that makes it make sense to them. So when they kind of sit with themselves, they're looking at it from a different perspective. Like, for example, you know, you shared something with me earlier today, and I, I didn't think it was a terrible idea, but I just felt as though that it could be more impactful presented in this particular form. And so I present, mm. I, you know, consider it from this angle. Because that's really what it's about. Like, sometimes God gave it to you, but then sometimes you didn't stop long enough to get the rest of it. But then you come and sit with somebody, if you're even bold enough to sit with somebody to, like, for them to have an opportunity to kind of critique and give you some insight. You know, that's the, the, the part about coaching, consulting, whatever you want to call it. It's like, I see blind spots and I help you close gaps. Mm. Okay, okay. Really can, I, can I jump in here real quick? Be, because we went from like one to like 10 so quick and I got some I got some questions at one and two so okay let's just go back a little bit and walk us through okay. um walk us through how you got into this space in the first place like what made you become a coach what made you to identify to say this is this is it for me what made you land in this career Okay, uh, high level overview. I got out of school, got a really good job, realized that money wasn't everything, hated it. Took a three year gap where I started to just take these jobs that I was just kind of like, I'm gonna try something different. Boom, 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 boom. Ended up joining a church, met a man named Pastor Adrian Davis. I think Pastor Adrian was actually on. He was on our show. Adrian's my homie! Yeah. yeah, that was, that Pastor Adrian was my pastor. That was my pastor for like what five and a half, six years. Wow! Um, and Didn't one day that. I walked into the church. Yeah, I was executive pastor of his ministry for four years. Like that's that's my brother. Um, walked in church Shut one up. day, realized. Yeah, it's a small world. Um, but I walked in, and pastor he's a creative, very creative person. He's a person that like literally sees. But um, you know, people who are typically visionaries execution is not even a place where they even try to perfect or try to like move into. But for somebody like myself, you give me a big picture. I can give you A through Z. And that's really what happened. And we planned, we planned his very first um, marketplace kind of personal development leadership conference called Growing Pains. And it went phenomenal. And we were sitting in one of the sessions and one of the other, one of the guest speakers was talking and he made a statement. He was like, some of you all are doing stuff that you don't even realize is a business and it's going to be the thing that changes your life. And I sat there in the chair. I said, that's a lot of people in this conference. They all look very happy. I think he's talking to me. And that really is honestly how so I said, you know what? I'd always been good for helping people do stuff. Never thinking much about how, you know, I've got the gifts of help or whatever you want to call it. I just wanted to help people do what they had to do. But a, a black man took a chance on me and said, hey, you know, I got this. And I'm like, well, I think I can figure it out. And then from there, my second client was a planner. So I went from a conference to somebody creating a planner. That lady sold 3,000 copies of that planner. And it was at that moment. And this was not in the big social media stage. People were buying planners out of her trunk at the barbershop. And she didn't even have a fade. But I knew then I've got a knack for people helping people put stuff together that makes them happy. And it also makes them money. Let me figure out how to put this on paper. So how much is, I got a question. I, I, how much is a consult? Because I, I'm looking at my stuff and I'm like, shoot, I need a, I need a conversation. Yeah. Well, you know, one conversation can actually change your life. 
I'm a living oh, witness. That's the that setup that right there. That's the setup right there. I've seen it. That's the setup there. right there. And I but not <laughs> hear my heart, guys. So one conversation, especially with me, will transform your life in one way or another. It's gonna send you back to the drawing board, it's gonna make you go and move forward in action with new information that you need to get to whatever level you're trying to get to. With that being said, and I know that and I can say that confidently, God tell me what to set my prices at. My business coach thinks tells me every month. I'm so sick of looking at these prices on this website. You're brilliant, da-da-da-da. But I'm like, God ain't told me to change them yet. So there's nothing on my website over 500 bucks. And it's crazy because in 30 minutes, I can give you something that's going to make you $24,000. Did it with a client two weeks ago. But that's the Lord ain't told me to change my prices yet. And I'm not going to because I recognize that even though I'm in an industry that is number-driven and data-driven, I am following the unction of a Holy Spirit that doesn't that trumps your data and the Holy Spirit will open up stuff and lead me to do stuff that'll put me in places that data would never. Now wait a minute. You said nothing is over five hundred dollars. We right? you're my right. new cousin. Hi, you cousin. got four ninety wait, he got four ninety nine on his website. So I don't know about that is over five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> this is no 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 because because this is this is so good to me personally because I am I'm a marketing manager currently and although I got a little bit of a sense in marketing I have a strong passion for helping people consulting people walking them through the bigger picture letting them helping them to see but I'm I'm not qualified to be nobody's coach I don't got no prices on my, I don't even have a website, huh? And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm asking and I'm pulling this because to, a, to that listener who they are in a space where it's like, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be not necessarily in this space, but in another space. I think you just unlocked something so amazing right there just by sharing that. So thank you for that. And let me add to that. You said something that most people do to themselves all the time. I don't do it anymore. I stopped doing it a couple of years ago. It's transformed my life. I never tell myself no. I am never going to be the one that says, Evan, you can't do this. I almost use a bad word. Yeah. Say it again. Sorry. I never tell myself <laughs> no. I tell myself every day. I am never going to put myself in a position where Evan is telling Evan no, and the world has not even heard my opinion yet. You just said out loud that you're a marketing you're a marketing manager, but you're not qualified to who who said that you weren't qualified? I want you to talk. I want you to talk, Coach F. You see how she's liking these words. No, I want you to talk, Coach F. Yeah, like turn a fan who on. in turn the a, hell said you weren't on. qualified? Like who said you weren't qualified? You do you realize when people, that's, that's like a self-limiting uh, behavior. It's a self-limiting self pattern that so many people are, are doing every single day. I can't have that. I can't have that. Who the hell said I can't have that? You do you realize that you said you're a marketing manager. So if you went and got on, went on HubSpot and took a digital marketing certification, in four weeks, you could be qualified to be a digital marketer. And most HubSpot Academy classes are free. Who said you couldn't be a consultant? You actually said out of your mouth, I like to help people see the bigger picture. That means you're graced for something that you're not even tapping into. You're doing yourself a disservice. But like like you, like I was, like I see people every day, we do that. We tell ourselves what we cannot do because of what a, a sheet of paper may or may not say. But typically it's because of how we don't choose to view ourselves. You're great. You are absolutely great. All of us are. 
But, we gotta, but you've got to He's be from a AD bad to be go forward and say, you know what, I'm going to bet on me. Most of us are not comfortable betting on us. So we'll do things like default to certain roles, jobs, and not kind of push. Bet on you. No. Because if you don't, somebody else is going to wake up one day and say, you know what, I am a consultant. I am a, a I help I help people close gaps. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna turn around and flip this thing and turn it into a multi-million dollar business. It could have been yours. So I'm a firm believer that everything is not gonna come back around again. And I, I know that may not be in the Bible somewhere. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I do I believe certain things are time sensitive and you do not get every time window back. You don't, in my opinion. Yeah. And so I encourage you and anybody who feels like that. Get over yourself, get out of your own way, and at least give the world a chance to tell you no. Don't tell yourself no. At least give them a chance to say, no, you're not qualified. But they could actually say, you know what? You're the perfect person for the job. And then boom, the whole time you've been telling yourself what you could not do for years, and now look at life. You know? Okay, do me, do me, do me. Do me now. My turn, my turn. I, I'll take my discovery call right now. I, I I book my discovery call for tomorrow, so I just take my discovery call right now. Do me, do me, do me, do me, do me. You know, um, do you really want me to do this right now? God, yeah, I'm serious. Oh, oh gosh, I don't. Oh God, let me pray this I'm hot. Have thirty seconds. You you can have thirty seconds. Where the shop music? <laughs> I need to turn this fan off. Um, so it's hot bring, in Texas. Bring in the strength. It's hot in Atlanta. It's hot in my house. Um, <laughs> I don't think that your issue is the same issue, or I don't think your place of your ch- place of challenging or whatever you want to call it is the same as our brothers here. I think that yours may be a matter of just consistency. And hear me from this standpoint. Like, for example, in my opinion, I could be totally wrong. Please tell me if I'm wrong. Just text to me. I do believe that some, some, some people who have, like, powerful messages that will actually transform the world, you got to put three three to five years of consistency in the game for you start to see the results you should see. That's my opinion. Uh-oh. I think that's one of God's personal character tests to ensure that, hey, you know what, are you going to stick to what you know to be right and true and to be me long enough for it to sit, simmer, and for the world to catch up to your story? That is my opinion. Um, So if you are not, if consistency is a thing or a space where you waver in it, just lock in. It may take you three to five years, but it's not that what you have is not impactful. It's not that it's not powerful. And it's also not that it's not needed. But sometimes culture, society, and the world has to catch up to what God is needed. That's why God gives you stuff. He gives us stuff like from for the future. And sometimes we have to wait for the world to catch up. Yeah, no, that's really, no, that's really good. So I'll say this about the stuff that I'm doing. I actually took the jump last year, this past year, to do what I do full time. Um, Mm -hmm. I was making great money as a um, as a professional, you know, and my pastor at the time before she passed, God bless her heart. She always used to tell me, she said, Robert, she said, your job. She had a thing. She said, your job is just your paid internship. And so and it's just yep. She she was a, and she was a multi billionaire, so she that money was not an issue for her, and so she would tell me all the time, Robert, you're you know, and I and as a speaker, um, as a speaker, as a as a trainer, as a coach, consultant, I, my issue was never nobody. I don't. I'm, my issue was never I'm not good enough. Like 
That's that's mm-hmm. never been my thing. My th- like I think like you said I have ADHD a little bit. And so my issue one of the issues is I'm very if I have downtime, I'm going to create. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've written in the last 2 3 years I've written about 6 books. And so and mm-hmm. a lot of some of that stuff was just out of boredom. But at the same time now with my last book which has been mm-hmm. the greatest like the last 2 um, echoes the stories of male survivors overcoming sexual trauma. I even got approached, and I think I, I was being—I uh, think I was really being—not um, uh, uh, judged, but uh, it was a test by God because I got approached by uh, at a agency to write a book for them, write a book with them, and I said, "You know what? No, I realize I have to give stuff time to breathe. Right? Even though I got it out, doesn't mean the world knows it, and." As you said, so I'm just, I'm just confirming. You got to confirm people. You got to affirm and confirm. So uh, one of my challenges was I could produce like this. Producing and execution is not an issue. I have about five more books and resources that I've not released and they're just sitting. And I realized just because I got it, it, I'm done with it or I have it doesn't mean it needs to be released now. Give it time to breathe. Give it time to grow. And even though it's old to you, it's new to somebody else. Um, and so that's what I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm learning. And my first year by myself, um, I've made about in my business, I've made some good, I've made, I got my tax returns and just know I'm looking for all the write-offs that I can, that I can, that I can get um, because it's, it was, it was good. But coach Ev, man, you, yeah. you're, you're dope. I'm so anyway, y'all see he, you know, Coach F fixed my life. This did not this didn't this did not was not intended to be a live coaching session, not by any means. And I feel like I need your cash app or rich people don't got cash up, your Zale and your PayPal to sew into you tonight for what you share. But this is literally what people really like need to understand because in my areas where I when you identify the work that I've done which was has been consultant work, it has not been nothing but the Holy Spirit providing me with the wisdom mm-hmm. to tell them to do X, Y, and Z. They do X, yeah. Y, and Z. And then I stand back and smile and be like, God did that. And, and it's like, God has gifted us in areas where we don't have the, well, I won't say we, but I have not had the confidence to approach it with boldness. And I just, I, I'm sharing that to say, there's, there may be a listener, there may be someone watching this or someone listening to this who they struggle in that area of showing up with boldness, believing first in themselves and then believing, if you have the Holy Spirit, believing that the Holy Spirit was right the first time and stop second guessing it. Uh-oh, 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 uh, it's getting hot again. And, 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 and so going back to the interview, <laughs> area of... I probably won a three-way phone call. It's not an interview. <laughs> right, 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 right. But going back to the question, get, you, you're providing this work, you're providing this framework uh, for so many people, and it's literally, like, the work that you are doing is literally changing people's lives. Like, it's literally changing their lives. And so what are some things that you do to stay create, in a creative space, to stay and a, a mental uh, uh, awareness of peace and all of the things. Like, what are some outlets that you uh, entertain? Or I don't know the word. You, if you get the question, yeah, I get. A- <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to share something that I, I don't think I've ever told anybody out loud. 
because you use that that word and it's kind of a buzzword for me. I don't consider myself a creative. I really? consider myself to be I don't. I consider myself to be a strategist slash solutionist. Well, you know what? I Creators need that though. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I feel like I am God's middleman. Because typically when I sit with like creative, especially creative business owners, I am not telling you what to create. I am helping you to get a plan of action to help you execute, then for you to scale. Not necessarily for you to create. Now there are moments, don't get me throw you the twist. I mean, there are moments in time where, you know, it sits on me and I'm like, I can creative direct. I've done some creative directing things, but that is not particularly the space that I would say that that's where I fall. Um, so with that being yeah. said, my balance point, how I keep myself uh, functional and I guess fresh is not what the typical creative need is probably has to do. Like, I don't know about you all. Most of the, the people that are extremely creative that I know, oh my God, they're, they're weed heads. Because it takes them out of their mind for a moment. <laughs> I don't really have to. I don't have to leave my mind because so much is going on. I have to leave my space to give myself time to kind of like air out. If that makes yeah. any sense, I don't know if that makes sense. That makes sense. Same. Like for example, like, no. All my friends Same. do creative videos. They do videos, graphic design. They they literally have to go to another place to channel, not channel, to grab and pull down from where they pulled it from. I just need to take a walk and leave my phone in the house. Or I need to turn a TV on and look and join the problems of somebody else that I don't have to really solve. I can just enjoy to kind of hit that refresh. Um, so I would say to answer that question, if it answers that question, I think people probably should spend more time properly identifying where they fall. Because, like, you know, especially if you're a Christian, yeah. if you're, if, especially if you're a Christian. 40, you know, creative, creative, creative is beat through our heads, especially if your church is dark and got smoke. All you hear is creative, creative, creative. <laughs> and I do believe it's a, it's a powerful component to ministry, but all of us are not creative. Some of us are just executionists. Some of us are doers. You give us a task, we're going to build it. We're going to knock it on now. You know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of people probably need to stop and identify where do I fall? Because you may be trying to put some pressure on yourself to to move in this one particular way when that's not really where you need to be moving. Um, I did a leadership, analogy. I did a uh, training session with um, Kim Jenkins. Kim Jenkins is like one of those phenomenal designers. She's based in Florida, now Texas. Kim! And she had me a part of her tour. Kim is amazing. Yeah. But one of the things that I did with the group of people that were part of her, um, her tour was ask them on a team, where do you fall? This is a creative conference, but where do you fall? And a lot of people don't often realize where they actually fall. So what happens is they start to make a uh, secondary skill, their primary skill, when in all actuality, what was what you have as your primary really should be your secondary, and things should kind of be switched. And then, boom, things start to flow a little bit easier. I don't know if I answered the question. <laughs> that, you answered the question. Yeah, you That's answered so the question. Good. Okay. So good. That's so good. That was good. That was actually really good. You okay, know, well, praise God, Coach Ev. I, this is why you're. This is why he. This is why he's here. Like, listen, I, I, I'm, I am. We've had some good shows. Give me the notes before the meeting. Say again. This is 
why you didn't give me the notes before the meeting? No, that's why you got to be yet also ready. That's why you got to be ready. Man of God. <laughs> I come from the old school. They away, they'll be, they'll be, you, they know you preaching all day long and they ain't going to say two words to you. That's printed. <laughs> that's printed. I'm yeah. taking that one. I'm taking that one. Listen, I, can, I will say this, and this is... <laughs> This this is this is a great compliment to AD. I have known AD for years, but I just met him at Commas in Vegas in January, mm-hmm. I think it was. And I told him after the conference, I said, all these years, I never realized who I was connected to. And now that I'm actually paying attention to him and paying attention to the fruit that he bears, that's a bad man. And I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, gonna say, tell you what I. He's a bad man. That's a bad man. I would not, and I say it all the time. Like uh, I would not be doing anything that I'm doing right now if that man hadn't taken a chance on me and allowed me to fail with Adrian Davis. Now the brand, like I have, he was legit the test of me, and he never complained. Wow. I, he just gave, he gave wow. the space. You know what I'm saying? He probably would, wasn't even looking at it like that, but it transformed my life. That's why I am so open to when people are saying, like, oh, my God, I want to get into stuff. I am quick to tell somebody, you want to just, just come be around. You want to find, you want to do something? Tell me how you can help me. Not because I'm trying to prostitute you or your, your skill set. I can do it on my own. But I know what sometimes somebody yeah. is giving me the space locked in my life 10 years down the line. Yes. Listen, I'm, I, listen. I'm going to be a multi-millionaire, not because I started to flip real estate. That's stuff's going to happen later on down the line. But I am using, still using the same skills that that, one, that man gave me the opportunity to put into life because that's where it all came together and made sense. That growing pains. Yeah. 2014. Yeah. 13th. That's Saturday. It came. So I'll, I'll forever honor him uh, because I would not be doing this if he had not given me the opportunity at that moment in time to even start to peel around and, and figure this stuff out. Wow. That's amazing. Man. I will trust in the Lord. This is so good, man. This is so good. Listen, this is this is so good, you man. This is unlocked so much for me. I'm like oh. Dog. Yeah, man. I think Coach Ev. I think so, man. I want. I want. I want because we could talk about this all. All we could be talking forever. I. What would I you time. say, or what what advice would you give to that brother that's Don't out there that has a that has a dream, has a desire, never has executed it, never has done it, um, and maybe you know they're sitting in their woulda, shoulda, couldas. They don't know how to how to start, where to start. What would you say to them? Give him full outside screen. Of, Put him full screen. <laughs> I was outside of telling my brother, call me, text me, DM me, whatever. I would tell him just start. Let me tell you, there's no there's not no alarm because it's a bad thing. So please hear my heart, ladies. There is a the amount of black female millionaires is on the rise, and it's crazy. We don't even see the percentages of like really how like black women are finally starting to win. And I celebrate that because they're owed that the most disrespected person in America is a black woman. So I'm so glad to see the rise of, of black female success in a couple different ways. But the wealth gap between black women and black men is continually growing. 
And so I say that to my brothers, not to create a space for competition, but just to let you know there's an aware, like make you aware that there is, really is space for you and that, that you're needed. And, and one of the things that I, I encourage people all the time, and I don't want to do a shameless plug, but I'm doing a class in April called Man Brand, where I'm helping men understand how to build, build a male-centered brand, because you can't do what the women do. And that's okay. You know, there's a way for us to do this. But I tell, I want us to recognize that um, because there's so much pressure on us just as black men, I don't want to disrespect anybody that's watching this. There's so much pressure on us as black men to be all these different things that we are almost to a place where we are stuck and not moving forward and very stagnant because of the fear of things not being perfect. And I am an advocate for you are to perfect things as you go. Everything that we love at this moment in time, everything that we spend our top dollars on, whether it's clothes, uh, property, food, everything was perfected over time. And so I would say to my, to my brothers, find somebody to talk to and immediately start. Because this is the thing about it. You've got to put yourself in a, in a position where you can grow, change, and pivot, especially in the space when it comes to, to business, man. You know, your business in the first three or five years, you're going to change directions, branding, mode, whatever you want to call it, marketing, back end, baseline, at least 10 times because you're learning as you're growing and you're learning as you're going. So I would encourage my brothers just to get started. That that that's that day and age or that place where it's like, I don't know where to get going. You can find everything else on the internet, find how to get your LLC. You can find everything else on the internet, find what you need to know. And if you can't find what you need to know, find the person that knows what you need to know and have that conversation with them. So I think I said a lot in there, but I would definitely start with talk to somebody. But then most importantly, get started and be okay with making progress as you go because it's never perfect when it starts. It's perfected as you go. Mm, did you hear that? Did you hear that? He said it's never yeah. perfect. He said it's never perfect when it starts. But it will be perfected Perfect. as it goes. Mm-hmm. Nobody comes out the billionaire. Not people that look like us. We are figuring it out day by day. And even those that are on social and, and doing things, they're giving you a beautiful end product. But every day, them niggas is figuring it out day by day. Because one thing about it, even like look at it from a, a business standpoint, or mar- we'll talk about marketing. Five years ago, digital marketing was not a conversation. It was not even a term right. that was used. Now, digital marketing is the basis for everything centered around marketing. That's how you get your your tone, your messaging, your client avatar, your target audience. Digital marketing is the next thing. And digital marketing is now no longer just social media. It is ad spend. It is so many different layers that go into it. So it just kind of shows the evolution of everything. Like nothing starts in one space and just ends. And if if all these things can grow and evolve, we've got to give ourselves space to be able to do it as well. And then most importantly, I don't want my brothers to miss out. Because I'm so committed to taking risk and figuring this thing out day by day that I don't want to be the only one that makes it in the end. I really want my homeboys to be just as... I want my homeboys richer than me so that way yeah. I don't have to spend my money. I can spend it. Right. <laughs> like, one of my homeboys... I'm like, buy another one. I, I can show you how to put that one on Airbnb. <laughs> Let me help you get rich. So you can just say, you know what, bro? Here's the keys to a six-bedroom house. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, I hear that. Listen, I hear that. That's love. He That's- also said something. He also said something. He said, "Get somebody, find somebody to talk to." And yeah, he put me on the main screen. I don't need to be on the main screen. He also said, "Get somebody to talk to." And I yes. want to recommend Coach F for that person that you need to talk to. 
So if you listen to this, if you're watching this, go on over to his Instagram. Yeah. I might even give you his Instagram right now. Let me tell you what his Instagram is. I just followed him like two minutes ago, five minutes ago. Let me tell you. Coach Ev, just say it because I got to find it. Okay, well, my Instagram name and also all of my social media handles are all the same. It's Coach Ev. Put the back on him. O-A-C-H-E-V. It's Coach Ed. Um, and can I just add one more thing? Why I think it's important, especially for a male, to find somebody to talk to is because when it comes to development with a personal professional, our egos can't go there. We've got to leave our egos yeah. in the car when it comes to growing up and becoming better um, as men, as parents, as, as husbands, as um, business professionals. We've got to leave the ego thing in the car. And when I'm telling you, when I put my ego in the closet and just left it there. It completely alleviated yeah. so many of the social pressures that I had. I, start, I started showing up as myself. I started to go into places like, hey, you know what? I am here and there ain't a damn thing you can do about it. What's up? You know, it really changed so much for me. So I really, really, really encourage men just to find somebody to talk to that can give you the guidance because a lot of the things that, especially when you start to move and grow in a lot of areas, there's so many mistakes that are avoidable. And I mean, it, 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 we talk business. There are so many mistakes that you're going to make in business that are just going to come with the, the evolution, that come with the learning. But some of those lessons are very expensive. And some of those lessons you can bypass wholeheartedly just by That's having true. one conversation or building one connection or building one relationship with somebody that can give you some of the wisdom you need to circumvent. Because the thing about it is when, when you're a trailblazer or you're somebody that's going first, the goal is for you to go through, make the mistakes, recover, go forward and then most importantly create the space coming behind coming as you go forward to make sure that those that are coming behind you can skip some of those big things now they can't skip everything some stuff is a part of the process some some of the stuff is due process but a lot of it can be skipped and and circumvented simply by us just putting that ego thing up and leaving it up yeah listen so good Man, that's so, so good, good, man. Coach Ev, thank you so much, brother, for having this FaceTime conversation with us today. Like, this is... Yeah, man. Like, it's, you, he's somebody so you want to keep on speed dial. Be like, yo, hey, what's up with this? Like, and so I, I think I think that's amazing. So listen, yo, everyone, listen, I'm, I, I am just excited and so... amazed at his... at Coach Ev's brain and how he... The I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves. 